You're listening to Post Traumatic Stress, hosted by Charlotte D, a podcast to connect creatives and communicate about the highs and lows of working in a creative industry. Hi, and welcome to Post Traumatic Stress. We're coming to you from a little bit of a strange environment at the moment in Corona times. Um, So we're coming to you via Zoom recording and via audio. Um, We've been missing for a little while, and that was because, um, as I'm sure all of you as creatives understand, things happen, things get in the way, but also I managed to fracture my back and that sort of um, popped things on hold for a little while. But we are back with series two and super excited. And today joining me, I have Sarah Gio who is someone I know and love and she is a writer, she is an actor, she is a teacher, she is a blogger, she is a singer, she is a puppeteer and an all-round fabulous gal. (laughs) Um, Sarah, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and say hi? Yeah, I mean that's pretty good actually. I think that's a pretty good summary. It's, um, yeah, it's super tricky to explain what I do because I do so many different things and I suppose one of the things that is missing out of that list is mother because a lot of my life is being a mum as well and that's an interesting thing as a creative artist and as a um, person (laughs) to have in your life but certainly yeah um, I've had a a really thinking about what people that don't know me my background is um, particularly, I started with contemporary performance, uh, which is now the Bachelor of Performing Arts at WAPA. And I think that's kind of shaped who I am um, as a creative artist. And it might give people out there, if they're familiar with that performing arts course, a bit of an idea of where I come from, because it's a very creative course and encourages you to do lots of different things. So I have done lots of different things, including uh, yeah, puppetry, devised shows, directing, um, Shakespeare is one of my um, loves, my absolute loves. Yeah, one of my passions. Yeah, so I guess I call myself multi-passionate because I love doing so many different things and I don't really, um, I don't really have a box to put myself in at the moment and that can be an uncomfortable thing but I think it's one of the things that, well, we might talk about that or we might talk about other things but I'm sure that there are other people out there that, feel similarly sometimes that there's just not it's not easy to find something to call yourself I think that's a great lead in to what we want to talk about today and today is all about why do you wait um what to do while you wait not why do you wait Mm. (laughs) although sometimes it feels like that I think that's why that subconsciously came out why do you wait well yeah I I have things to say about that I'm sure sure Um, you know so yeah uh, well today I just I we wanted to both talk about what yeah what do you do while you wait whether it's waiting because of your choice as a creative person so maybe you're not being cast or selected to work or maybe at the moment Mm. it's just crazy Mm. corona times and you're being forced to wait inside your house Mm. um but what do you do as a creative person or or as an actor while you wait and and we've got some themes in particular that we'd um like to discuss today and those are things like you have permission to be here Um, It's all about, we want to talk about defining yourself, knowing yourself um, and supporting yourself ultimately. Mm. And um, I think a good place to start for me would be you have permission to be here. And and what do we mean by that? So part of an actor, you know, or being a writer is is not performing and not being commissioned and not having inspiration. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. (laughs) 
I think. It's okay. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm really glad to be talking about this stuff because I actually think this is kind of the next hyphenate or like next passion area for me is about artist wellbeing. Um, because I mean, just to share a bit about my own personal journey, I've always doubted myself always and I look back now that I'm in my 30s I look back and I'm like why did you spend so much time doubting yourself and what I found as as time went on when I was acting and then I um so I concentrated on acting for quite a while and then I moved into directing and when I moved into directing I could see that so many actors were struggling with the exact same things as I had gone through and so I found it really rewarding to talk to people about particularly things like that, like you have permission to be here. Mm. I, it, it constantly blows me away how much actors are like just constantly judging themselves. And I guess that's how it ties into now. I think we judge ourselves so much by the time we spend not acting, which mm. to me is ridiculous because actually, as you say, it, it is part of our job to not act um, and I'm sure we're, we're going to dig more into the what can we do while we're not acting. But I think we have to start with just telling ourselves that it is normal to have times where you're not acting. Why are we yeah. giving ourselves such a hard time about this? I mean, apart from, yeah, it's, I think we have to stop giving away our power. Yeah. I think we have to stop thinking about it as I haven't been hired and therefore I'm not good, good enough. Yeah. I and I, I think you know we we talked about it a little, little while ago, and I said I don't really like thinking about it as waiting because I don't, I don't think of it as waiting. This to me, this is not a waiting period. And as an actor, I don't think you should ever be waiting. If you're waiting, I think you're doing it wrong. Mm. Um, but maybe we can. I might. I sort of feel like there's a couple of areas to dig into there. But maybe yeah. I might sort of talk a bit about permission first, and then yeah. we can sort of dig into the. Um, the the crux of like yeah. what the not waiting version of an actor's life could be. Yeah, I Is think that right? so too. Yeah, that sounds yeah? good. I think this this idea of um, like you say, like if you're not working, you're therefore not an actor. And oh, yeah. the, the constant conversations that you have when you meet people and you go to auditions. And I feel like the first thing out of their mouths is like, oh, so what are you in? What are you working right now? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're so crushed and like, oh, nothing. Therefore I am crap therefore I'm not an actor or writing or whatever it is Mm. yeah it's interesting I think um yeah there's so so many things my brain's like there's so many things to to talk about and to think about yeah I think oh first yeah we have to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to always be doing something and I so um, for people out, out there, one of the things that I do is um, I have a blog called The Creative Actor. And one of the things I've been blogging about recently is how to be an actor when you're not acting. Mm. Part of that, um, how to be an actor, is about what can you do with your time. And the other part is how can you be. And so if I dig first into being, I think we really need to understand and um, free ourselves by understanding that we are actors, you choose this. You choose if you're an actor or not. Mm. And this is the giving yourself permission. 
you do not need anybody to tell you that it's okay for you to be an actor. You do not need someone to um, tell you that you're good enough. You do not need to be given a special part or an award or you do not need to be accepted to drama school to be an actor. You can choose it and you can choose it from day dot. You don't have to have done anything. Um, You don't have to have earned any money. It is your choice as a person to be who you want to be. And if you decide that part of your identity is that you are an actor or any sort of creative, that is your business and you should not let anyone take that away from you because actually they can't take that away Mm. from you. And I think that this time, especially during Corona, when we, when we aren't, we kind of can't do things that time where you have to stop and you go, okay, what am I? And what am I doing? You have to dig down and really ask yourself, who am I? And if the answer is I am a storyteller and I am a creative person you should not let anyone make you feel like you're not that. Mm. And it doesn't they mean you're developing and, and growing and using your skills, but it's, it's, it's more about giving yourself that permission and identifying as something, whether you're still working yeah. that thing. It doesn't mean you're not that thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And um, so in the blog that I wrote recently, I was giving the example of um, like a medical professional pretty much any industry, you can look at this and like it's, if I gave the example of a physio, where which I think is an interesting one because often physios, um, they can be uh, self-employed, um, they might be contracted, they might have to uh, market themselves, similarly to actors. They might not just be employed by um, a clinic, for example. So that can be tough. But we don't look at a physio and go, okay, well, they only had three patients today or they spent some of their mm-hmm. day today making phone calls or cleaning the room yeah. Um, or we, and we don't, we don't look at that and go, they're not a physio because they only had one patient today or they only work two days a week as a physio and then they have another job. We don't go, oh, you know, you don't get to be a physio. I'm not just, yes. you know, we don't get to decide that for them and we don't tend to, but yep. with actors, yeah. there's something about it. And I think we do it more to ourselves than often people on the yeah. outside do judges, I think, but I do think we do it to ourselves as well, that we think unless I am working full-time as an actor, I'm not an actor. Unless I get all my income as an actor, I'm not an actor. And that is such BS because... Or unless I've... Unless I've been to Whopper, unless unless I've got the award at blah, blah, blah. Unless I've had a main part, unless I've had this, I've had that. So what does it mean then to be an actor? What do you think it means? Like to have, give yourself that permission. Is it just living and committing yourself to that? Mm. And and that's... Honestly, sorry, I'm interrupting you. But yeah, I think it's your choice. It's your decision to decide what an actor is and how you live your life. It's not anybody else's business. I think, I think we have to ask ourselves that. I think we have to ask, what do I think it means to be an actor? Mm. What, what is it that I want in my life as an actor? If I think it is that I want to be an actor, is it that I want to be working? Is it that I want to be consistently creative with my time? Because you can do that whether you're getting parts or not. You can choose to do that and that comes into the doing part. Um, Is it that I do actually want some recognition um, or I do want a certain amount of money? And those things are fine. I think it is actually like don't give yourself a hard time if you actually do want to be famous or you want to have this, that and the other. Mm. The problem is that it can be tied into some self-worth. 
mm, it can be tied into self-worth and ego. Um, and I think it's really fine if you look at it and go, okay, actually, like for me, um, I've looked at some of my, like, what are my success measures? And one of the things is scale. And that's about not necessarily me as an actor being seen by lots of people, but that I actually want to touch lots of people with what I'm doing. Like I want to affect people's lives and I don't want it to be just 20 people. And that's, that's personal to me because some people might go, I just, I'm happy if I affect one person's life. That's great. But you've got to know for yourself what is that, you know, what's what what is it for you? What's, yeah, what's your measure? What's enough yeah. for you? And if it's that you need a lot of people to tell you that you are good at something, mm. that's going to get you into trouble because the with any role, are, with any, with like, any doesn't matter, acting, in, writing, being a physio, yeah, anything, anything in life, yeah. if, mm, if you can find in yourself, uh-oh, I feel like I need to do this because I really want people to be like, you're so great at that. <laughs> you, you're going to be disappointed because I think especially in this industry, you are going to get so little of that. People yeah. are not going to tell you most of the time. And it actually, yeah, any industry, but I think particularly this one because it's very subjective and it can be very um, unstable, can come and go you're not going to get a regular reinforcement of your ego. It's not going to happen. Um, So you need to check your, check what what your ego needs. If it's your ego that's keeping you here, you need to dig deeper. You'll need to find more about that. Because I think for me, there's certainly parts where my ego does pop up. I was thinking about it last night. I was watching some community um, and I find that there's certain points where I've, you know, when you, you see certain actors or you see certain things in the world and you kind of get a bit triggered and you're like, why aren't I there yet? Like, what's, I could do that. I, doing, I could do that. And like, how come they're like 25 and they've done, you know, they've had an Oscar and a this and a that and whatever. I was watching Community and there's some, do you know the actor and singer Donald Glover? He's Childish Gambino. Yeah, not well, but yeah. Hey, yeah. Anyway, he's in the TV show Community and he... Um, he was actually picked up as a writer for 30 Rock when he was 23 and then and he was like a, a writer for 30 Rock for years, like a, you know, a main part of the team and then he did community and he sort of became and he plays Lando Calrissian in the new Han Solo, not new, Star Wars mm-hmm. movie, you know that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, does all this as an actor and he's also a rapper, Childish Gambino, and he's got a massive career as a rapper as well and I look at him and I'm like, my God, isn't he like 35? He's like my age or whatever. And he's done so many things. So successful. So successful in so many fields. Like why can't I be so successful in so many fields? And then I check it, you know, I can feel when this stuff comes up. This is my ego and it want. I want to be really good at something. I want someone to tell me, hey, you're really good at something. It's this constant cycle though, isn't it? It's like this, it's this constant circle of... Um, looking at those ahead of you and um, admiring them and wishing you were there, but then also the mm-hmm. people coming up behind you that may be mm-hmm. looking at you and wishing the same thing. Um, but even the people that we perceive to be at the top of the circle, wherever I don't know if there is the top of the circle, to be honest, they have gaps mm-hmm. where they're not working and I would imagine mm-hmm. they would be mm-hmm. comparing themselves to people. So it's oh, not yeah. that we're talking about not working really <coughs> hard and preparing yourself and doing everything you need to do to hustle to get where you want to go it's not that we're saying that you can just have permission and you're 
going to be an actor like that's we're not it's not that it's more about that inner what you do while you're not getting that validation yeah. from the community isn't it yeah I think about the life satisfaction I suppose yeah. like what is it that is going to satisfy you in your life because yes absolutely um if you listen to interviews or read interviews with pretty much any well-known actor including really famous movie actors they are often expressing the fear that they're never going to work again after their um you know the current project that they're working on and I was thinking about this actually because I remember I went to see Bill Bailey do you know Bill Bailey the guy that's in black books and so I went to see him and he was so funny he was just hilarious and he's so clever and I love him for black books and all these things and I was busy laughing and he's told this story about um Simon Pegg because Simon Pegg was in um black books with him and he was talking about how Simon Pegg is now doing like the new mission he's in mission impossible with tom cruise and he's like oh my friend simon Pegg, but you know <laughs> doing a movie with tom cruise and i thought Hang on a second bill bailey this is amazing so clever like because his whole show is this comedy and yeah. he's so clever and he's a musician and he's all these things but like, how is bill bailey having a fit about like he's it was a joke but he was you know yeah. the jealousy around someone that he knew being like this mega movie star, mm. I was like, oh, this never ends. It no, never ends. And it's every interview, yeah, every interview I've ever had with, or I've ever had, every, every interview I've <laughs> ever heard with, um, I'm always interviewing famous people, um, with, with celebrities and, you know, big movie actors, they're always talking about this. It's reaffirmed. If you listen for it, you hear it in them. Mm. They're afraid. They're always, they're anxious um they have ups and downs they have times when they're not being hired um they have times um where they have to take stuff you know roles that they didn't want to take and they feel rubbish about it um or they get critics after them and whatever everybody everybody has this Mm. everybody goes through it and there's nowhere to be there's no end point where suddenly I think as actors we think we're going to reach a point where suddenly we're going to feel better and we're going to feel secure and we're going to have things flowing. Yeah, this is it. I, I think, don't have to wait anymore. I've finally made it. Ah, this is I it. finally made it. Yeah. Everything makes sense. I think there is, there's an element of it, but then you have different problems when you get to that level. I'm, yeah. I just think about more famous actors. There's even more pressure on them. If they are not getting jobs, they can't go and work at a McDonald's or whatever. I actually read about um, a Game of Thrones actor who after Game of Thrones finished had to go and work in a cafe or something and people would see her in there and be like, oh, are you here for a, like, is it a joke? Or like, are you researching? You're doing research for your role? Yeah. She's like, um, my job finished and I don't have any more money and another job. So I'm in a cafe. Like that's hard. Mm. I feel like that's harder than being a not so well-known actor and being like, well, sometimes I do other things. Yeah. So I think there's this, you need to know yourself and set your own limits and have like, so that in these times while you're waiting, um, you can support yourself (laughs) and know that you are valuable and that you are still progressing towards your career. Yeah. Um, Mm. But also I think in acting, we are also unique. All of us are so unique and it is a slightly different path. And it's important to remember that and know that and know yourself Mm. in a different way so that, you can understand 
okay, well, what is it that people, like if we just keep talking about actors, for example, what is it that people are seeing in me? What is my quality? What is my time yes. now? Or do I need to direct my energy somewhere else? Is it, am mm-hmm. I, I, we were talking mm-hmm. about this the other day, am I the 30-year-old lead or is my time potentially going to come when I'm 60? And that's a long time to wait if you want it right now. Yeah. Um, or as a writer, yeah. are you, are you going to write your best novel right now or are you going to be like J.K. Rowling, <laughs> you know? I don't know how old she was, but she, I'm sure she... I think she was only 40 or something. I don't okay, that well, old. that used to but seem really 20, old, but now that I'm 35, it's not. <laughs> I know, right. Well, I think that's the thing is that a lot of, I mean, we have all this energy when we're in our 20s, in our 20s and we're thinking that things are going to come really fast. I mm. think especially. And maybe they will. But maybe they will, maybe but they won't. often they don't. I would say no. that we need to adjust our, there's a couple of things. I think we need to adjust our expectations around time frame for one thing. I think people need to understand that acting, the real time frame for, um, I would say, getting traction as an actor is 10 years. Success and a level of comfort and kind of like, I don't know, what's the word? The bit where you feel a bit better about yourself is maybe like 15 to 20 years. That is how long it takes to kind of get to a point where you're like, I'm pretty good at this. I would say 15 to 20 years. And I wonder if that comes from your experience and knowing yourself, really knowing yourself, knowing how to use your craft, knowing what Mm. it means to you, knowing that you're okay without it because you have a different value system to keep you safe and supported while you pursue. I think you have to. I think what tends to happen, I think, in in the acting world, particularly for women, is that um, there's a lot of 20-year-old, 25-year-old actors out there. You hit about 30 and everyone starts to drop. Some of that is to do with motherhood or parenthood. If you're a guy and you might, there's definitely aspects for men as well. Um, But part of it is the long haul thing is that we thought it was going to take a lot less time and we get to 30 and we're exhausted. And I saw this happen, you know, Mm. you and I are both over 30 and I saw this happen to everybody that I came through with. So people that went through Mm. uni with people that um, I was working with from a young age. Um, As I started about when I started doing like amateur theater when I was about 18 and then, you know, hit 28, get to 30 and you're like, Farah, I've been doing this for 10 years. Mm. Do I have another 10 years in me? This is very, it's a very draining industry. And I think that's where it comes into, you do need to know yourself. Um, and there's so much to talk about in terms of knowing yourself and understanding. Knowing how you want to live your life even and knowing that it's okay that you will live this kind of lifestyle and do different jobs while you pursue your passion. Is that what you're choosing? Yes. Is that okay with you? And, yeah, I just, yeah, keep going. This, <laughs> no, you know, sorry, there's, um, there's, there's so much in it. I think, um, I was told by an acting teacher at a quite, quite early on that she said, you're allowed to say that you're an actor, even if you have another job. I, I, I think back mm. on that, I still remember her saying that. And I think my, my goal early on was that I did want to just act and not have another job. Um, and I think this is, these are really good questions to ask yourself as an actor is, is that, is it important to me to just be doing acting and not have another job? Would I be happy if I had another job that is related to acting, for example? 
Um, or, you know, could I act and also direct? Is that going to be enough to pay my bills? I think we need to really realistically look at whether we can pay our bills. Um, mm. But also, yeah, what, what's, what makes us feel good? What, what's going to feel like we're satisfied? Um, and Because what I discovered was um, working as an actor and just acting um, there is a lot of downtime, which can be scary, um, but there's also, you're also probably likely to have to take roles that you are not really invested mm. in. And I discovered after a while of kind of having to do that and navigate that, it wasn't working for me. It, it, it did make me feel a bit blue when I wasn't doing stuff. Um, even if I was kind of, you know, writing or whatever, things were in development, I kind of knew things were coming. It still kind of felt a bit unstable there wasn't a lot of structure to my life um and I felt a bit yeah I felt a bit it feels not good when you have to do stuff that you're like oh I don't really believe in this project yeah, and it's That's so tricky because it's that mix of there's also this hustling side of acting or connect to any anyone who works it's as awesome. a creative the hustling networking scene and yes you might not I mean it depends how much you don't agree with this project like, is it really going against every value or are you just like, oh, I really want to work on something that I enjoy because it's, it's mm. that balance. Are you, are you sacrificing yeah. your values to do something that you shouldn't be doing and really know you shouldn't be doing and potentially yeah. wasting your time? Or is it part of, like, there's always parts of the job that aren't necessarily what we love. Yeah, it's yeah. Those quirks, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, well... And if I, can I swear on this? Sure, swear coming up. <laughs> you can believe it out. Um, in, so Elizabeth Gilbert, she's a writer of Eat, Pray, Love. She's an interesting writer. Um, she has a book called Big Magic, which I highly recommend as any creative person should read Big Magic because it talks about living a creative life. I have and that all, sitting on my bedside table and I have opened the cover once and I am mm. determined to read it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually listen to it as an audiobook, which is quite interesting because she narrates it. Anyway, but um, she talks about what is your favourite flavour of shit sandwich? <laughs> I was expecting much worse. Oh, yeah, no, no, never mind. It's mild. Um, what's your favourite flavour of, of shit sandwich? So every job is going to have the shit part. But mm. what is the job that you can deal with the shitty stuff because you love it so much? What's and I think that's what it, when it comes to with acting, yeah. When when you discover that you're on the wrong track, you know, if you if you're taking, I think if you're taking roles that you really that really make you feel like this is not the quality that I should be working on, um, I don't agree with the content, that kind of thing you're off track and I think for me personally that was my sort of integrity and my value system was like you need to change the balance you mm. you can't do it this way um and that might mean that in your life I would say this is normal for 99% of actors you will have another job and so mm. I'm very pro having other jobs I think the balance part is about having another job that makes you feel good still and feeds you in some way and that could be completely unrelated mm. or it could be complementary like for example I know a few actors that do things like 
yoga teaching or Pilates teaching and that kind of thing. And that works really well because it supports your physical well-being and your mm, mental well-being. Well. Yeah, as an actor, which you need, and as well your um, physical abilities. Yeah. Ability, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the ability um, as an actor. They're really complementary things. Um, or it could be that you go into teaching. So you and I both do some teaching and I – I found that going into teaching actually it kind of saved me a bit because it felt so rewarding and it was the engagement that I was looking for that I wasn't really getting in acting. I don't think I was engaging the right way. And having gone through that journey of going into teaching um, and now kind of uh, so I, I lent quite hard doing a lot of teaching and now I'm sort of moving back towards more creative stuff. There's always that kind of balance and that flow in life. Mm. Um, having gone through that teaching process, I realised that um, I was maybe not not involved in the right projects in the right way. I can yep. see that actually the element of mentoring people and learning new things, that's all really important to me and I wasn't prioritising that in my um, performing and in my creative stuff. It's about knowing yourself and giving your permission, yourself permission to work on perhaps more select projects that mm-hmm. are what you would consider to be quality rather than quantity. Um, and that it's okay, that is okay. It's okay to have your side hustle and be focusing and still biting away and chip, 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 chip. But yeah, maybe spreading your energy so thin, mm. um, again, is just, like you were saying before, it's giving that power away. It's not really knowing yourself and giving yourself mm. that commitment and permission to be like no I consider myself to be an actor I know my worth I know and not not inflating yourself you've still got to listen to feedback you've still got to listen to those more experienced around Uh, you and yeah but like but knowing you know your worth yeah I think that's really important I think um I think when we really sit in our own worth we know what is useful feedback and what's just kind of chatter because I think or just opinion, opinion, opinion. You know. um, opinion is not really useful and not really any of your business. You know, our, I think our job is to be creatives and storytellers. And um, part of it, because there can be a big mindset shift in just believing that it is okay to be a creative and a storyteller in this world. And your unique version of that is okay. And yeah, that's whatever. my concern. We all try to mold yeah. ourselves into mm. the things we hear around us. And and some <laughs> people just aren't your audience. Some people will think, you were talking about this the other day, some people will just think you're ugly. Some, some people, people think you're ugly. They'll just, <laughs> just be like, they're just not going to like you. And that's okay. And it's like you've got to know your quality, obviously, if we're still talking about acting and know that, mm. okay, well, perhaps I'm not going to play the supermodel role. That's fine. So it's yeah. not about over, mm. you know, you've still got to know yourself, but also some people just won't like your style of art. So it's, the, it's that tricky balance between mm. those things, I think. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's, there's, so, there's so many things to talk about in this. I talk for ages. Um, I think in terms of... I think if you really, if you can really look at your worth and look at the world and believe that what you have to put out in the world is worthwhile um, and of value, if you can really believe it and sit in it, 
you can hear all the feedback and opinions that and you'll be able to you'll be able to tell what's real and what's not and what's useful Mm. to you and what's not and you'll be able to filter out that voice that says you need to fit in this box Mm. because we do as actors need to fit in a box in a way to Mm. an extent um shall shall I talk about typing a bit and uh, how that sort of fits in briefly (laughs) (laughs) I know it wraps up it's been about maybe we should talk about typing another time because there's so much in typing yeah maybe we should maybe we should I think I think ultimately it's just maybe just touching on for a minute about is it feedback is it fit is it opinion or is it fact so like you're saying we have to fit in this box Mm. and there are rules to acting like you've got to be a good Mm. actor you've got to be believable you've got to be authentic Mm. you've got to have all the things that make you good enough to be on tv yeah then there's a a part where like I think we're talking about this the other day where some people love Brad Pitt some people hate Brad Pitt some people it doesn't matter where you are in your career there's always going to be a point where people are like, yeah, just don't really like you. And if you know yourself, that's where it comes back to that. It's that real wholesome trust in yourself. Wholesome, I don't think that's the right word, but it's that trust. Wholehearted. Wholehearted trust. Wholehearted trust. Wholehearted trust. Nice, though. Wholesome. It is wholesome. No, that that's okay. That person's just not my audience, but I'm going to keep, you know, it's, it's, it's that line between do I need to listen or not? Mm. Honestly, I think... I would encourage people to be your own gauge of that more often than we do. Because even then you said, is it, is it fact? I would challenge whether there are any facts in this business. Like I think people can give you helpful information that may be true and hard to hear sometimes, but I, I would, some of it's pushing facts Mm. Um, because there are exceptions to every rule. There are, um, and sometimes it doesn't even, it's not helpful. You know, it could be true, but if it's going to make you feel like rubbish and want to give up, mm. shut that shit out. Like, <laughs> yes, shut it down. Like, if, because the goal here is that you stay in the business. You know, if the goal is that you keep doing what you were born to do, what's inside you, you keep giving it. And if people keep on putting restraints on you mm. that make you feel like you can only give this much of yourself or you have to shape it in this way because mm. of X, Y, Z. Or you should be doing something more serious. You really should just get a job now. You're, you're 30. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, this world is not friendly yeah. to artists of any sort. Mm. It does not value art. So Except do not expect. Rona. We yeah. are but yet yeah no one yeah, wants to support still, the actors making the netflix yeah and and people don't want to pay for it you know that i think mm. that the thing is they will go you know it's at like a time of like career why do you, you don't need to get paid for that it's so much fun right yeah you're always just doing it's it for the fun of it like well it's unfortunate that we are driven to do something that is not rewarded by the world but i think if we stop expecting the world to want to support us yeah and I think that's why I'm one of the reasons why I'm so pro having other jobs um that are maybe a bit more the what the world can kind of understand (laughs) um you know like teaching or even um you know arts admin even stuff like voiceover weirdly I think people understand a bit more because it can be a bit more corporate it's really weird that um, people that are um, 
I know quite a few actors that are celebrants as well. Mm. Stuff like that that can fit in your life um, and the world can kind of go, oh, okay, I can deal with you now. Because I think to a certain extent you want the world to just give you a break. Like you don't want to be hearing that stuff all the time because it can be pretty full on if you're hearing people, blah, blah, blah. So I think I think we do need to to keep ourselves well, look yeah. at the environment around us. And like, are you letting a bunch of people in your life talk that rubbish in your ear and make you feel like rubbish? Are you believing them? What do you need to do now to cut that out of your life? What can you do? If it's parents, like if you're young and you're living with parents, that's hard. Um, And that is a step-by-step process. Um, But I think we all have that in our lives. Everybody has people in their lives that don't understand what you're trying to do I think again I think ultimately if there's if there's a way that you can nourish yourself and give yourself confidence that is going to help with all of that I think Mm. it it will drown Mm -hmm. them out a little bit more like the voices will still be there and there'll still be days where of course we like constantly rejected in the creative world so there's mm. still going to be a lot of that rejection happening and a lot of self-doubt. But if you can do something to fuel that inner spot in you and that fire that mm. keeps you going, it will help mm. to rebuff some of that outside noise that you don't need mm. to listen to. So find people that you can really trust that have been in the industry for a, for a long time that give yeah. you constructive feedback it's not that we want I don't think you know anyone should live in a vacuum and just be like oh no matter what anyone says I'm wonderful and everything's wonderful it's it's not that but find the voices that um support you while also lifting you to that Mm. next spot and that next level and push you I think yeah I think the people that give you um that information when you need it I think is helpful, Mm. not just throwing it at you. I've had a lot of people, people that I looked up to in in the course of my career that gave me that kind of like unsolicited advice Mm. that was hard for me to hear. And they were right in the sense of the the people that were sort of talking to me about where I fit in the industry and um, the kind of work that I should be making or whatever, that kind of thing. and that was hard to hear because, um, oh, well, I'm getting off track now, but we talked about how I think everybody wants to feel like the leading lady or the leading man as a young leading lady or leading lady or leading man. And you might not be that. And it can be helpful to be told that you're not that. Um, but it also might not be what you need right now. And mm. I think it's okay to go right now and need to be surrounded with people that just people that do tell me that I'm good. You know, that's okay. While you need that for a while, while you're learning and while you're growing until you feel that worth, Mm. if you don't feel worthy, you probably don't need to hear that stuff. So stop seeking it out. I think Mm. sometimes we chase it. Please tell me what I'm bad at or where I fit. (laughs) Um, I think what I want to wrap us up with and Mm. with is, you know, we've talked about, what you do while you wait so it's not we're not saying that your role isn't coming it might happen tomorrow you you might write the best book you've ever written tomorrow you might paint the best picture picture artwork you know um you, you might do your best work and get that recognition from you know the community that is it, look it is good to have but also you might not 
And also, even if you do do that and you get that um, recognition, is it really going to fill you up inside if you still don't think you're worthy? Anyway, <clears throat> so it's, it's considering that. And yeah, that's why just considering knowing yourself, consider supporting yourself, consider defining your own limits and what is success to you. But also what I wanted to talk about today is um, three short little things, and that's mental health, um, purpose and exhaustion and creative burnout. So I think like I was saying before, there is always some reason to not feel good enough, always. And I don't just mean as creative, creative people, I just mean as daily life people. Um, as someone who's had in the past and sometimes in the present mental health moments, I will call them, um, <laughs> there is always times when everything just feels crap and it feels too much and it feels overwhelming and I think especially while we're waiting in this corona environment and especially just generally as humans I really want to flag that supporting your mental health is so important and there are lots of ways you can do that um, I'm going to pop some links underneath here to things like there's the mental health and wellness support act there's Lifeline that you can reach out to. There's Beyond Blue. There's Headspace. There's Head to Health. There's the Black Dog Institute. There's so many places that you can go to and call. And some of them even have like text chats that you can just text if, if you're um, more millennial than I am. I don't know. Or you just can't cope with talking to someone because sometimes you wake up and you're just like, no, today is too much. I can't even talk to someone. Um, please just reach out to someone, even if it's, your cat or someone that you don't know very well but you think they're a really nice person or maybe it's your mom or maybe it's a mentor anyone just please reach out and chat and support your mental health and and do things that make you feel good and nurture you um i don't know if it's yoga i don't know if it's meditation i don't know if it's eating 20 kilos of chocolate i don't know what it is but do that thing that makes you feel good as much as possible and try to recognize when things are starting to feel too much before they really are too much. And please reach out. What is there, what, has there been moments and things that have supported you when you felt like, I'm sure you felt like that, you're a human being? <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, so many times. Um, and I actually, I wrote a blog on this, so I might even give you the link for that, because right. yeah. um, I ended up reaching out to other artist friends and said, I'm just, you know, I'm in a low right now and I don't mm. feel like I can keep going. Um, you know, what do you guys do when you feel like um, you can't keep going as a creative person? And mm. there was lots of great examples. A lot of them were very practical, but I'll, I'll sort of focus on the, the resources. I think mm. that there are a couple of really good books that will feed you um, and bring you back to kind of your authenticity and mm -hmm finding that creative part of you um big magic is one of those i highly recommend it um the other one that's really really popular is the artist way lots of people have worked through that mm. that i think is a bit more for people that have never let themselves be creative but it, it is still a good one to go through the process of bringing yourself back to what mm. is that creative part of me not just the industry part of me you need to bring it back to the the real part that drove you here Mm. Um, the other one is Letters to a, a Young Poet by um, Raina Maria Rilke. I'll never say it right, but um, mm. that's basically for someone that is, is. Are you familiar with it, Sha? No, but I love the title. 
Yeah, I mean, it's very old. So it's a, a poet and um, a poet that, a young poet that wrote to him and said, I want to be a poet. And it kind of, they have like a bunch of letters and they kind of say, they talk about what it's like to you know, put yourself out there and be creative and why you need to and oh, that kind of thing. Um, I've, I've actually only read bits of it. I need to have it on my shelf. I will get it out again. Please, yeah. Anyway, and one that's um, a bit newer, um, there is um, a site with a lot of resources called the Art, the Arts Wellbeing Collective. This um, is a fairly new organisation that came up, I think, only about a year or two ago. And I think a lot of that was in response to the um, Time's Up and Me Too mm-hmm. movement, um, just realising that lots of people are not okay in this industry and we're very yeah. quietly not okay and that in itself is not okay anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And that has a lot of resources. And I also have meditations on there that you can use for, that are specifically for um, artists. and performance yeah to um nourish that part of you which is really and um which is really helpful um I am also working on a self-care um workbook for actors that I'm going to release soon once I I stop being distracted by my other projects that I'm also doing um (laughs) so get very excited but I think it's needed and um, in the work, it'll be free. And in the workbook, I'm talking about um, exactly what you're talking about, burnout, dealing mm-hmm. with rejection um, and just the simple things that also feed our practice, like doing grounding work, um, meditation and those kinds of things. Because I think when we talk about self-care as actors or as anybody, it can be a bit like, oh, you know, go and do a float or an infrared sauna or whatever, which is all very nice, but also we need to know how we set boundaries with people how do we know ourselves yeah how do we bounce back yeah um how do we talk to people on set when we're not comfortable all that kind of thing I think that's all self-care yes yeah definitely so I'm going to put something together it'll be ready soon depending on you know my fake corona and <laughs> sleeping and that kind of thing. So, well, let us know when. It's yeah, I'll let you know. And, um, we will share it, and uh, that will be amazing. It sounds amazing. The last thing I wanted to share is something that's happening um, Wednesday, 29th of April. So, if you're listening to this in the future, I'm sorry, um, but it's called the Wellness Roadshow, and it's supported by Screen West, and it's a free show, and it's all about. Um, the fact that I'm reading it now, it says the show, show business is often glamorous, exciting, fun, well-paid. Well, sometimes, um, but also the reality paints. Is it though? Is it? <laughs> uh, the reality paints a darker picture. So it's talking about the fact that anxiety symptoms in entertainment workers are ten times higher, sleep disorders are seven times higher, and symptoms of depression are five times higher than the national average. Um, so there's going to be a panel there that are discussing the issues raised and. Um, all, all sorts of things. So that's called the Wellness Roadshow and it's on um, Eventbrite. So you can go and look that up and it's free um, to go to. And there's also something on ABC iView at the moment. Oh. Have you seen this? I think it's called The Show Must Go On um, and it's by an ex-home and away actor. Um, he's put together this little doco about, you know, mm-hmm. basically what we're talking about, about oh. how think that's it. That is what I'm talking about. I just failed to mention that. The event includes the documentary. Oh, there you go. Okay, so yep. they're tied together. Oh, they are tied together. Go. So there's a Aren't we a good team? We're like, I know. Yeah. We're, we're in really sync. Well. <laughs> um, look, I think maybe that's a nice place to stop. I think 
I think that's a lot for your earlobes. And um, <laughs> thank you if you're out there and you're listening and just know that you are enough. It is pay. Yeah. Okay. Um, keep going. Keep being the unique, fabulous version of you that you are. Whatever you are writing, whatever you are creating, whatever you are acting, whatever you are doing, please know that it's enough and it's you are growing and learning and no one expects you to be anything other than where you are right now. Just, um, yeah, please support yourself and please lift someone up who might need lifting up around you as well if you can because we're all in that circle and there's always someone behind. I don't like the word behind, but, you know, coming up and I think it's a moving circle. So you never know where someone is on it currently. Um, So thank you, Sarah, for joining me today. Where can we find your blog and your Instagram account, please? Oh, yes. Um, The Insta is uh, the creative actor blog and the blog is the-creative-actor.com um, and I can send you some little links yes um, and things like that and that we know yeah it would be great if you could send them and we'll I'll pop them in the comments under this podcast and under this video as well thanks for having me yeah thanks I've so enjoyed talking to you thank you so much and thank you to everyone out there in podcast land and um hopefully we'll be back with another podcast soon about something relevant and exciting (laughs) Um, until then thank you so much and be well and stay safe thank you for listening to post-dramatic stress to connect with us or to register to come on the podcast visit us at www.lettingcharlotteout.com or email us via post-dramatic-stress-pod at gmail.com.